Welcome to Color Outside the Lines. I'm Krista, and this podcast is for you if you are ready to step out of society's narrative and build a life that is completely aligned to who you are and what you are meant to be doing, and feel safe doing so. Together, we rewrite old programming and create our own stories that guide us toward our most authentic selves. You being you is what the world needs most right now. Let's get started. Hello, hello. I am so excited to be here with you for episode one of Color Outside the Lines. And today we are going to talk about beliefs and strategy, which is more important. You hear this conversation happening in the online world a lot. Is it more important to have strategy? Is it more important to have energetics? And I want to have that discussion with you today. And to do this, we are going to go back to the classroom. So I want you to think back with me a few years to like elementary school or primary school. What was your favorite part of school during that time in your life? Like, what did you look forward to every day? For most of us, the answer is probably recess, the time where we got to be with our friends and play and connect. It was the real reason any of us wanted to go to school in the first place. Am I right? Well, when I was in second grade, I missed recess almost every day, but it wasn't for the reasons that you might think. I wasn't acting up or um, being a bad kid or anything like that. Far from it, in fact. In second grade, we were learning how to write papers, and we were being taught this process of having a rough draft or a sloppy copy and then a final draft. The only problem was I couldn't bear to do a sloppy copy. (laughs) We were told to just write however we wanted, and whatever came out was fine. And if the rough draft didn't look anything like the final copy, then that was no problem. It was supposed to be that way. It was supposed to be a beginning. It was supposed to be messy. It was supposed to be creative. But I couldn't do it. I couldn't just write all over a piece of paper with reckless abandon like some kind of savage. So I would write my sloppy copy with the same accurate precision and perfection that I wrote my final copy. And I would have to miss recess because of it. I would have to sit at the side of the playground and finish writing out my two perfect copies. And my parents and my teachers couldn't figure it out. Like what kind of child chooses to miss recess because she wants to write out both of her copies perfectly. But the truth is I didn't want to. For me, in that moment, there was no other way. I had such an emotional and mental block around doing anything in school that wasn't perfect that I would sacrifice the thing that was really, truly valuable, playing outside and being with my friends and running and jumping and hopscotching in order to preserve that perfection. And now as an adult, it's easy to see that these were the most important things. The playing outside was the important part of childhood. But at the time, all I could believe and all I could see was that the most important thing was for me to follow the rules and to follow them perfectly, to color in the lines, if you will, no matter the sacrifice, and to do what I was told, no matter the consequence to my health and well-being, physical and mental. Why? Why was I doing this? Because I wanted to be successful. I wanted to be seen as good and right. I wanted to do it the right way, and I wanted it to be perfect. 
And as we discussed in the trailer, I didn't want to get in trouble. Messiness, non-perfection equaled discipline and punishment in my mind. We can have another conversation about where that came from later, and I encourage you to do the work to find out where yours comes from, if that resonates with you. So fast forward a few years to my coaching business. I was thinking today about the first time I put put out an offer, and I did all the things. I followed all the rules, in quotes, rules to a T. I created an amazing sales page and a funnel, It was so beautiful, especially for a first go at it. I added all the things you're supposed to add, and I followed the strategy the way you are supposed to follow the strategy. And the offer was for a membership, and it was $27 a month. I posted it online, and I left it up, I think, for about two hours. (laughs) After two hours, or like whatever the short period of time was, I took it down. And then, of course, since no one had bought at that point, I knew that I wasn't actually cut out for selling offers online, and I should probably just go back to my office job. And I'm pretty sure I probably Googled office jobs at that point as well. (laughs) The truth is, if we go back to that story about second grade me, it was the same feeling, right? I didn't want to take down that sales page or throw in the towel, but I held such strong beliefs around my worthiness and capabilities to run my own business that the only thing I could do was find experiences that confirmed those beliefs. So here's the thing about the subconscious mind. Our subconscious mind is always looking for confirmation that the beliefs we hold are true, which is why sometimes we create experiences that uphold those beliefs. So in second grade, I held this belief that I had to be perfect or I would get in trouble. In the early stages of my coaching business, I held the belief that what I had to offer was not good enough. Both beliefs deep down had to do with worthiness, which many of our limiting beliefs and childhood wounds ultimately do. We are constantly asking ourselves and the world around us, am I worthy? And depending on how the world responds, we react. This is something we go into much deeper in my masterclass called Worthy. If you're interested in learning more, I'll put a link in the show notes for the waitlist. So what I want you to notice here is that the beliefs in both cases and in every case are stronger than the strategy. With the offer I mentioned, I had the perfect strategy. It was a strategy that had been tested time and time again. I followed all the rules. I colored in the lines. The problem was that my beliefs were stronger. The belief that I had of getting in trouble if I wasn't perfect all the time was stronger than the strategy of doing a sloppy copy and then a final draft. The belief that I had that what I had to offer wasn't good enough was stronger than the perfect sales page I had crafted. And this is why mindset is the most important thing in business, because the actions that you take are a direct result of the beliefs that you hold. If you ignore those beliefs and you try to move forward with a strategy, those beliefs will always, always, and I mean always, they will always come up and they will always affect the actions you take. I mentioned in both of my stories, the second grade story and the coaching offer story, that I didn't want to do the thing I was doing. 
In the case of the second grade papers, I didn't want to miss recess, and I certainly didn't want to sit there for hours writing two perfectly pinned papers. But the thing I wanted more than recess or not doing those papers was to not get in trouble. So I took action to not get in trouble, not to actually get what I wanted. This is such an important point to consider and something I brought up in my trailer as well because it's a belief that we learn really early on. We learn that the most important thing in our life is safety. We are hardwired for survival. So it's really easy for our brains to latch onto this. How do I stay safe? And what actions do I need to take in order to stay safe? Children do whatever it takes to please the adults in their lives because they literally need them for survival and their subconscious know this. Instinctually, they don't want to be kicked out of the pack and have to fend for themselves. Now, we know that would never happen, right? We would never put our children out on the streets to fend for themselves and survive on their own. But the loss of approval, the withholding of love, the way that we discipline can feel the same to children. It can activate that same survival instinct. And so they learn to say no to the self in order to preserve their place as part of the community. And the thing is, we don't unlearn these behaviors and patterns as adults unless we are very intentional about it. So these same beliefs, the belief I had to be perfect or I was going to get in trouble mirrors the belief that what I had to offer was not good enough. What if what I offered really wasn't good enough and all the people who signed up to work with me and expected to get something ended up with something that was not good? Would I be rejected or put put out on the streets to survive on my own? Would I break community and would I be in trouble? And even as adults, we allow the fear of getting in trouble, the fear of upsetting the adults, the fear of breaking community, the fear of what people will think of us drive so many of our decisions because of what these experiences have caused us to believe about the world and ourselves. We hold these beliefs and these fear-based beliefs drive our actions. So if somehow you are not showing up in your business or life the way that you deeply desire to, I want you to realize that there are beliefs that you hold that are directly driving these actions. And you may not even consciously know what those beliefs are. One of these action-taking issues I hear so often from clients and potential clients is consistency. If you are not showing up in your business, the mainstream advice right now is consistency is key. How many times have you heard that? If you will just get consistent, then you will start to see the success that you want to see. And then you're probably telling yourself that all the time too. You've heard it so many times. And then now you're probably playing that track in your head all the time. If I could just get consistent, then I could be successful. If I could just get consistent, then I could have X, Y, Z. We can have a deeper discussion on my views about that advice in general later. But for now, the point is most people, most business owners don't want to be inconsistent. They want to show up with consistency and sometimes they do for a period of time and then drop off. Or maybe they just struggle in general with being consistent, but the desire is there. So why isn't the action? Because 
there is a belief that exists between them and the consistent action. For me, it was simply, I have never been consistent with anything in my life before. So how could I believe that I could be consistent in business? And so I resisted building a long-term sustainable business because I believed that I had the fundamental inability to be consistent and it would ultimately hurt the business. Even in making this podcast, I resisted moving forward with it and putting it out for so long because I knew that podcasts require consistency. I have a podcast team and they would be expecting a new podcast episode every two weeks along with my audience. And I held the belief that I would be unable to do that. So better to just not put the podcast out at all. Do you see how that really simple belief caused the action or in this case, the inaction. It's so simple. And a lot of times we're not even conscious that it's there. Do you see how that one simple underlying belief led me down a different path than what I originally intended? So the thought of this can feel super overwhelming, but the good news is that the solution is really simple. So there's two things I want you to consider as you start to think through this and see the patterns in your own life. The first one is the beliefs that you held up until now are important. They have served you, they have guided you, and they have kept you safe. So as we discover these beliefs together, it's important to approach them without judgment and with fuel. with full curiosity and fuel curiosity with full curiosity. And I'm going to talk more about that in the next episode. But for now, I want you to think about this phrase, commit to curiosity. And you will see much more growth than if you stay in judgment. And then the second thing is your thoughts create your reality. As you saw in my examples above, the reality of my life was created by thoughts that led to or prevented certain actions. Our thoughts are so powerful and the focus on shifting your thoughts to support you instead of derail you will be your single biggest success factor. Let me say that again. Your thoughts are so powerful and the focus of shifting your thoughts to support you instead of derail you will be your single biggest success factor. So how does this work? Now that we know that our thoughts create our realities and there are some underlying beliefs that we don't even know are there, what comes next? This can definitely feel like a lot. And as I said before, pretty overwhelming, but I'm going to give you some super simple homework as a place to start. The first step of identifying thoughts and shifting beliefs is awareness. Now that you know that your beliefs drive your actions, you can start to pay attention to when you aren't acting the way you want to act or taking the actions that you want to be taking. Start to notice the moments when anxiety creeps up, when stress takes over, when you are triggered, and any situation when you aren't showing up the way you desire to show up. Then once you bring awareness to that situation, ask yourself with curiosity and without judgment, what could be going on here? Why am I feeling triggered? Why am I feeling anxious? Why is this stressing me out? And here's the important part. Pause. Ask yourself these questions and then pause and listen for the answer. I also find journaling super helpful during this exercise if it's available to you, but you can do this anytime, anywhere. 
You will be really surprised at the beliefs that rise to the surface that you may not have even realized were there. Then it's as simple as deciding if that's a belief you want to continue to carry with you or a belief that you want to release. Okay, so maybe it's not quite that simple. (laughs) Some beliefs don't want to go gently into that dark night. So here are three things you can do to shift your subconscious and conscious beliefs. The first one is The Work by Byron Katie. It's one of my favorite exercises to do. It is a model to help you challenge and reframe the belief. If You can find more on her website and I'll link that in the show notes. It's all free, which is amazing. And you can go, you can take every belief that you have through this framework and you'll learn to start doing it second nature. So whenever a belief comes up, you'll be able to just pull up this framework in your mind and take that belief through it. The second one is subconscious reprogramming. Um, This is a type of energy healing and the shifts and it shifts the beliefs quicker than things like affirmations. The shifts that happen with this kind of energy healing are really, really phenomenal. And it's one of the most powerful tools that I have found um, to move you forward into the life that you really want. So um, I offer a type of this subconscious reprogramming called mind shift energy healing. So if that's something you're interested in, um, I'll put a place in the show notes for you to message me and chat more about that. And the third one is creating disconfirming experiences directly related to those beliefs. So this is simply showing yourself that the belief is not true, rewriting the story. Have you guys seen that quote that says, um, laugh in the places that you cried? I love that. And the idea is to basically prove to ourselves that it's not true. So if the issue is consistency, as we discussed before, every time you are consistent, I want you to start reminding yourself out loud, I am consistent. I can trust myself. I am consistent. And you will start to realize and start seeing all the places where you actually do show up consistently and you'll rewrite that story. Okay. So those are the three things, the work by Byron Katie, subconscious reprogramming through energy healing, and then creating disconfirming experiences. We'll go into each one of these in more depth in future episodes. So stay tuned for that. But right now I want you to start with this framework, awareness, ask, pause, and release to begin the process of understanding why you do what you do and recognizing those underlying beliefs and choosing today to start writing a different story. I know you can do it. And I'm so excited to see how life-changing this is going to be for you. It has and continues to be for me on a daily basis. So I hope today you were able to see how your beliefs are stronger than your strategy. As an entrepreneur, you can learn every strategy in the book. And if you hold beliefs around them, you will sabotage your own success, no matter how good the strategy is. We've all been there and it's an ongoing process to understand those beliefs and start creating a new story. So use this framework as a guide to get you started. And as always, I'm here to support you in any way I can. And I would love to hear your experience and your breakthroughs as you are practicing this process. So please feel free to DM me on Instagram. I'll link my profile in the show notes. And if you would like to continue on this journey with us, please hit subscribe and I will be releasing new podcasts every couple of weeks in this same vein. And I would love to have you along for the ride. 
Until next time, this has been Krista, always here to remind you that you are so powerful and you have permission to color outside the lines.